0: This is the Epilogue Audio
1: Experience. Hey there! You are listening to the 26th episode of the Passion People Podcast. This is your fortnightly dose of passion, motivation, and inspiration. And I'm your host Naga. I'm really happy you were able to join us to get an insight into the life of people who are following their passion and living their dreams, or are on a path to doing that, with or without a job. No matter what kind of a person you are or what stage of life you are in, I am sure you will have some tangible takeaways from our conversation. Before we begin, I have a small favour to ask our listeners. Please spare some time to leave a review of the podcast in whichever platform you are listening to as your feedback is going to go a long way in making the show accessible to more people, and also in making it better. Thanks again. Anand, thank you so much for doing this. You know, I'm really excited to be in your uh, office or in your garage, uh, N1 Racing. So, uh, tell, uh, can you tell us what your passion is and what you do?
0: See, my passion is about is all about racing, building race cars, being around cars. Okay. And uh, just to give you an idea of how I started. Uh, Initially, I finished my graduation in computer science then I did my master's in information systems and uh, you know my father had a good business so he wanted me to join him Like all family run businesses? Yeah and that's what I did you know I joined him worked with him for about 6-8 months Ah, 6-8 months with your father's business? And then uh, uh, one fine day I realized that you know uh, I was helping him out in his work but then uh, I myself was just you know uh, not to keep on going ahead with that because I, I thought I, I wouldn't help him, you know uh, I w- wasn't able to contribute much towards his to business so. Yeah. so I you know gave it a thought and then I spoke to my mom and my mom said that see if you have anything else you wish to do then think about it and you know this is the time you need to decide yeah and uh, I also gave it a, a long hard thought and then finally you know cars and you know race cars racing was my hobby my passion so i thought I know i can make a career out of it Uh, initially uh, uh, when i started we used to actually uh, work on our own cars a group of friends so we used to you know uh, work on our own cars uh, repair them maintain them on our own so because it was a passion we used to do that you know on our own cars and then uh, when i was thinking about a career i thought why not make it a career you know so then uh, I found out about racing and uh, building fast cars. That movie, the Fast and the Furious movie had just come, you know, there was right. uh, a big craze that time. So I started going online, found found out about all these brands which people sell in US, UK mm-hmm. and uh, Japan and all these places. read about racing in, in all these countries, you know, and uh, the kind of products they use. Mm-hmm. And uh, ever since I was a child, you know, I used to kind of uh, break my cars, build them on my own again. Okay. And I used to be very happy you know that like, uh, I broke it and I built it again you know. So Taking it apart and putting it back in. Yeah. Again. So uh-huh. in case if I would see that you know a particular car uh, a particular car doesn't have lights and, and another model which I have uh, a small uh, toy car which has lights, mm. I would take the lights from the, the other car and put it in the car which I like you know. So I used to modify cars from those days you know.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I didn't know that this would be actually uh, you know something, something that, that I would end up doing for for, for a living. for for life you know and something that i would enjoy for life so that's how it all started and then uh, initially it was you know i just had a thought that i will do it you know i'll I'll start off on my own and there were a couple of other friends who were interested in doing the same thing but then uh, um, my parents you know advised me against it they said whatever you wish to do it alone Uh, don't involve other people if you can do it alone you go ahead and do it so so that is when i started you know i started uh, i took my father's permission I was using his office, he had right. a very small 100 square feet uh, room which I used to operate from mm-hmm. and uh, initially obviously there wasn't much work, in work you know and then I used to uh, interact with people abroad, find out about how they install parts, what all parts are being sold in in the industry in US, UK, all these places. And then uh, slowly slowly you know looking at the movies and stuff like that and uh, Fortunately for me, I had some like-minded friends, you know, who used to, uh, who were very pro-modification and stuff like that. So, they used to uh, encourage me, uh, let's find out about this, you know, let's find out about air filter, let's find out about spark plugs, Mm -hmm. let's find out about an exhaust system. And we used to actually read online. Uh, That's when initially we started modifying our own cars. And And what uh, time
1: frame was this? This is around 2005? This is about 2005,
0: yeah. 2005 is when we started. So... Um, I registered a company first initially, and uh, that time we didn't have any plans of uh, you know importing parts, selling parts. We used to buy parts for our own cars, install them, and uh, test them, feel good, you know, and then uh, that's how it started. And all uh-huh. this
1: with a computer science background.
0: Yeah, with a computer science background, but uh, you know, computer science was the only thing where, which I was good at in when I was in school and college. You know? When I was in school, I realized that. My aptitude is not in engineering or my aptitude because I would I wouldn't get good marks in you know physics and chemistry and biology and all these things. So I decided very early. Computer science to get very good marks. I used to get ninety percent plus. You know, so I, I said uh, this is the easiest thing to do, and I'm getting good marks. So I'll continue uh,
1: doing. All right. So from but so that means you've learned all of these things about the cars, about compatibility of parts, everything by yourself.
0: Different. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of reading online and uh, you know, hands-on experience working on cars, yeah. so over a period of time we've learned a lot, uh, that's a different story, you know, I'll, 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 we'll get to that to yeah. how where we were and where we are right now. Mm-hmm. So, initially when we started we uh, looking at the movies, as I said, you know, um, we started preparing cars for uh, drag races and stuff like that. Drag racing was the only thing happening in around Bombay, so initially that was our only you know, goal basically to prepare a car for drag racing. Mm. Uh, so we used to you know buy parts considering that we need to increase the performance of the car, performance of the engine. So we used to buy air filters, spark plugs, exhaust systems and you know ignition systems, whatever we could actually find out online and read about uh, uh, on all these uh, websites in US and UK. Uh, f- a lot of forums online, so we used mm. to read forums and discuss amongst ourselves, you know, friends as to how we should go about modifying our own cars. And that's how we started getting a few parts in. Hmm.
1: So, and these manufacturers are all receptive to enquiries, they respond well? Huh, usually
0: most of these aftermarket companies are pretty good at replying, You know, they have a 24 hours uh, reply schedule which they follow and uh, they give you a lot of information, they also want to educate people, encourage yeah. people to actually modify cars. Since it's, it's it's something that is not like an OEM thing, it's, mm-hmm. it's something which is an optional thing. Correct. Uh, it's important that people like them and people like us now educate uh, the, the, the mass, set. you know, they're basically people online on Facebook and stuff like that. But these are the things you can do to cars and they, these are all safe things to do on cars. you know, So, right. so that's how uh, people abroad are also pretty good, you know. They, they respond to you, they give you technical information, they give you uh, uh, all the help possible to actually, you know, sell a part and yeah. then Basically, once you buy the part, they give you after sales also, you know, so installation and all these. So that's how we started, you know, initially doing our cars. And uh, one fine day, which uh, basically I was discussing with a, with a school friend of mine. His name is Vinayak. So, so I was discussing with Vinayak as to, uh, you know, uh, how I should move forward. And uh, and that particular, I was luck, fortunate, lucky to, you know, have him around. And he uh, he came up with a suggestion as that, you know, we should build a car like uh, how... Uh, Paul Walker has in passed in the few no? years, so he had a Ford icon in those days, so he offered his car, he said, uh, I will give you funds and I will give you this car, uh, let's together build this car, you know? So uh, as it is, my father is, you know, he wants me to buy a new car and I would end up saving some money if he actually modified this car and I will be happier also. So we started that project, you know, two of us. Uh, I I was the the brain behind the whole thing, but uh, he had his own ideas in terms of design and colors and you know and the things to do on the car. So uh, we started working at a friend's workshop initially because we didn't have any any setup as such. So we had a very small office, and through the office we couldn't uh, install parts actually. So so we used to use a friend's workshop. We started uh, working on his car. I think it took us about six months to build this car. This was and the first build. It was the first build, yeah. So we did the body kit. We did the, the interiors with sport seats, uh, gauges inside, uh, and finally we had. We were very fascinated with the, the whole idea of having a nitrous oxide system, uh, which is known as NOS in you know, yeah. the movies. So, so we installed a nitrous oxide system, and uh, we took the car for the races, the drag races uh, that year, and finished second in the races. Wow. So uh, you know, we, everything was positive, and and the car actually turned out to be really good featured in a couple of magazines also so uh, that's when you know I, uh, we saw that this thing whatever I was planning to do has a future and, and I, taken, I had taken the first step you know that with that particular car so very thankful to Vinay, you know for helping me out with all these things but then uh, slowly slowly you know I started getting inquiries from other friends and cousins and people who are uh, interested in cars
1: you're tuned in to the 26th episode of the passion people podcast we are in conversation with Anand Pitavala, who is a racer and a performance parts enthusiast. I'd just like to add a couple of thoughts uh, while we are at this critical juncture in the conversation. Anand talks about indicators of success, the car being received well, being featured in magazines, drag races that were being won, there is a need for us to draw a distinction between the artificial indicators of success where you put up a picture on social media and you get a couple of likes or a couple of comments where each and every event or picture is worth congratulating as against external indicators or actual tangible indicators of success. We need to pay attention to these indicators of success as they are evidence that we are moving in the right direction when we're working on something new, when we're working on something for the first time, these small threads are what egg is on and what ensure that we are on a path towards achieving our goals and our dreams. So it's really important to identify and embrace these indicators as we move along. Back to the conversation.
0: And then after that, I think we build uh, four or five more cars, uh, you know, like a full build and some small, scale jobs we started
1: doing. But how important is it to like, if you have an idea, uh, how important is it to like do take the first step and for that to form the foundation of the idea? Yeah,
0: I think you know, uh, a lot of people have a lot of ideas. Yeah. It's, uh, it's
1: as, as you say you know, being
0: in the right place and the right time is very important. Fortunately for me, I had uh, the right kind of people around me when these ideas came to my mind. Um, one was my mother, obviously she supported me a lot. Vinayak who actually gave me my first yeah. break kind of you know, he gave me his car, he trusted me with his uh, you know, yeah. uh, money and car basically also. so that's how we started that and so I was fortunate in those ways that uh, you know, things were moving in the right direction yeah. and uh, uh, you know, if I wouldn't have had these people around me maybe maybe I would have you know like other people, a lot of people have a lot of passionate things to do but the thing is they don't have the right vision or they don't have the right path to follow. Or the encouragement. Yeah or the encouragement. So. Uh, what happens is uh, some people who are, who who are not supported they eventually give up. So in my case, I was fortunate that I was supported, you know, in terms of uh, uh, everything basically. You know, everything just fell in the in the right place and the right time yeah. for me. So that's how I started. You know, my father was still not too supportive and he wasn't too, too keen on me doing this because he thought that this this particular thing, whatever I'm planning to do, it doesn't have a future. You know? So. So, he was initially not too supportive, not too encouraging, but uh, I said, you know, with time, probably if I do well, you know, he'll also uh, support me in the whole thing. So, initially, as I said, I started with this one car and then we we did a few more cars. And then uh, doing one-one project was taking a lot of time. You know, it was taking about three to four months to finish up one car. So, I was doing it on my own, you know, in my own small world. And basically, I was taking up one project at a time doing it. Eventually, I realized that, you know, to to uh, make money to earn a living out of this thing is a little difficult but because it's a very niche market a very small market right now and uh, that is when I thought about you know uh, getting into distribution of parts yeah. because that is where uh, we come into a wholesale you know market kind of stuff. so you sell larger volumes to make more money right so I started inquiring with all these brands whom get bought one off from you know so basically we mm-hmm. bought some parts from MSD ignition uh, some parts from Holly. Some parts from Magnoflow, some parts from uh, k and some parts from other brands we were dealing with. So then uh, they all didn't have any any rep- representation in India, so you know, they were also looking at people in India to actually sell their products, and market their products. So everything, you know, overall that time I felt you know everything we were doing everything right because I was I was approaching the manufacturer directly. We were actually uh, you know uh, taking official licenses to sell their products in India, and uh, we started adding brands one by one. So initially, uh, we had—I mean, I had little funds, you know, basically about three to four lakhs to start off with, and that's how I started. Uh, added a few brands, you know, whatever I could, and then uh, realized that we need more funds, you know, to actually uh, grow this uh, on a larger scale. So uh, uh, by then, you know, I had actually finished about four to five cars, and that is when my father also uh, thought that you know, yeah, he has the talent, he has the knowledge. So he supported me with a bank facility, he said okay, I'll get you a bank facility, I, oh. you know, so I can't give you money upfront, but I can get you some facility like an OD or something from the bank, and then you start off, managing everything will be on your own, you know, you'll mm-hmm. have to manage the funds, you'll have to pay off the interest and everything, I said. So I was really happy, you know, in that thing because he had... That's validation top. from his side yeah. also, right, that And uh, Yeah, and that is when I realized that, you know, he's also started supporting me, so that was a big uh, uh, moral booster kind of for me. Because my mom was already very supportive, she was, she used to never question me on what I was doing. Mm. So she had unconditional support kind of, but my father uh, you know, initially, uh, he didn't support and then when this thing happened, you know, it gave me, he, he gave me a bank facility also because he had good contacts with the bank. So then, then we added more products, uh, we moved out from his office to our own office, mm. like we had a 300 square feet from 100 square feet to 300 square feet showroom kind of a place, you know, where we could display products. Uh, call people to see products, and you know, start selling products to that place. Eventually, you know, we started getting uh, inquiries from abroad uh, to represent them in India. You know, because uh, probably we started becoming famous abroad also a little bit. You know, because uh, these manufacturers, suppliers abroad started talking amongst you know with their yeah. groups and basically. So we got a lot of inquiries, but then every brand required funding. You know, so so we we knew we could do it. You know, because we had uh, by then I had a good. Uh, basically I had a good workforce also working with me, I had people to handle accounts, people to handle sales and I was there myself you know installing parts and uh, taking care of all the imports and stuff like that. So we were looking at more funds you know to do this and that is where you know uh, I, uh, basically fortunately for me I have a huge kind of group of friends you know who support me and stuff like that and yeah. they are also mainly boys you know so basically they are also uh, interested in cars and they like what I do. Yeah eventually everybody wants, wants to follow what i do you know kind of so so they supported me a friend of mine Anupam, he supported me uh, he invested in about 30 lakhs in the company um, so at that moment 30 lakhs was a big amount for me you know and uh, from four we added uh, another four brands so we went to, we grew to eight brands eventually i think in the end of, end of 3 years Anupam was with us you know he had invested in the company uh, we reached about 12 brands so we were importing directly from 12 brands representing them in india selling the products in india and all this uh, took about I think from when I started about four to five years. And in two thousand ten, uh, obviously, you know, we, we 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 had kind of settled down. We had reached a level of saturation where we were not selling more than a particular amount and not selling less. Okay. So we had, we, we, cons- we we were yeah. consistent at a particular uh, figure, you know, in terms of sales and stuff like that. So we always you know we obviously wanted to make it bigger. The the idea of any business is to grow, you know, grow at least. At least five to ten percent every every year, yeah. you know. So, so then because we reached that level of saturation, we decided that you know uh, we should get into uh, some sort of uh, uh, on-field uh, activities like yeah. you know, racing and promoting our products on the racetrack and stuff like that. Uh, that is when uh, this idea came up that uh, we uh, like-minded people, like four five friends, we decided to make one race car. You know, we, we said we'll build one car and uh, we will actually take it to the racetrack and we will uh, see you know, how things work out at the racetrack How
1: many racetracks are there in India? There, there
0: are around 3 racetracks in India now okay. so there is one in Coimbatore, one in Chennai and one in uh, Noida the both international circuit so uh, the first time we went we went to Chennai actually so a friend of mine from Chennai who used to bypass from us uh, invited us to you know, to see the race. so we went to see the racetrack we drove his, his race prepared esteem on the racetrack and we were like thrilled, you know, like we were all too uh, fascinated with the whole idea of racing you know, on the racetrack.
1: You are listening to the 26th episode of the Passion People Podcast. We are in conversation with Anand Pithavala, who is a racer and a performance path enthusiast. Anand talks about the kind of support his parents have provided him while he's embarked on this journey. The kind of emotional and financial support his friends have provided to him from providing him the seed capital or giving him the first project because they saw how passionate about this particular venture that Anand was. Even as the business has grown his friends and his parents have acted as a crucial support structure without which it would have been really difficult for him to take his passion endeavor to the next level. Support from family and friends is extremely important in each and everything that we do because there will be crucial junctures where we will need to rely on them financially and emotionally. And having a set of like minded people who will help us get elevated to the next level will go a long way in accelerating our success and allowing us. To reach our goals quicker. Back to the conversation.
0: And uh, eventually, uh, six of us went, and four of us uh, when we came back, we decided that no, we are doing this next year. We are building a car, and we are you know we are racing one year of uh, the national championship. So we all chipped in money. Uh, that moment, uh, it was it was more of a personal uh, you know uh what do you call it? uh thing kind of for us you know everybody wanted to race uh, it was not more of n1 but it was more of a personal uh, interest right yeah. now. so we said we'll make one car and all of us chipped in we built one car obviously we had support in terms of parts because we were already importing parts uh, from abroad yeah we uh, uh used the parts we, we were selling you know to other people and we built our own race car we took it to the racetrack and uh, the first year we went we were we realized, you know, there are, so many things to uh, building a race car mm. that uh, we were actually uh, nowhere close to what people are doing down south you know so okay. uh, we finished our first lay, first race i think we finished uh, 15 seconds off the pace. we realized that you know that we are uh, we are nowhere in terms of building a race car you know mm. although we were selling a lot of race car parts but when it came to actually applying those parts on the race cars we were uh, we were way behind you know so so we uh, uh, obviously you know, one of the reasons was uh, we were not getting exposure around bombay we were in we are from bombay so we don't get we are no, there are no race tracks around so we we never we never raced on the race track no? so mm-hmm. so when we when we went to chennai we saw that you know that there are a lot of things like suspension gears a lot of things which have to be done for, for a car to compete at the highest level no, yeah. also. so then we came back after the first race we you know we again uh, sat together we we tried to do as much as we could, you know, as much knowledge as we had. We tried we read a lot about suspension, we read a lot about gears, we read a lot about engines and stuff like that. And then we uh, we made some changes. And uh, fortunately for us, you know, uh, there were a lot of helpful people at the racetrack. Also, people who were buying parts from us, so they came up with ideas to help us. And you know, and uh, FRK Racing and uh, Motor Rev and these brands, uh, these are big brands in racing in uh, down south. So they uh, came up with you know some ideas for us. They said uh, uh, they told me Anand you should do this, Anand you should do this, Anand you, you know this is, this is not right, this is right. So they, they had a lot of things to suggest you know, and and we uh, uh, and they were all helpful people so, you know, and uh, they also wanted us to basically do well. So they gave us uh, support in terms of tires. They they gave us some parts you know, supply and So we used those parts, installed the parts on the cars. I think three races down the line, we were within about four seconds to the, the fastest guys, you know. So. And uh, eventually, uh, me and my brother, Biren, you know, he is also very fond of racing. Mm-hmm. We started finishing in the top 5. First year of racing, we had uh, 12 races and we finished all 12 races. We were the only team to finish all 12 races. Wow. Uh, our, our Cars were very reliable. So, mm-hmm. we were happy in that way. We were not the fastest, but for a first so year, we were finish. we finished all the races and we were heading in the right direction.
1: You know, so. Why do you say that finishing the race is a difficult thing? Because people blow their engines or their parts. Yeah, generally uh,
0: people uh, who are you know competing at the top level, they are within a few tens. Like they are very close. You know, competition is very high. Hmm. So to push, they, they push either, each other so much that you know they end up kind of uh, compromising the reliability of the engine. Okay. We were still in a in a comfort in our comfort zone wherein we were uh, not pushing our cars too much because we were still learning things. You know? So we were still uh, not trying to go all out. We were trying to finish the races. Trying to put in as many laps as possible. Trying to learn the race tracks, yeah. and uh, you know we had the we had that you know uh, the the talent and basically the, the interest in the whole thing. So basically, we thought we will eventually get there. So let's take it slow and we will first concentrate on the reliability and finish races. Put in a lot of practice laps and stuff like that. So so that's how we started. And then uh, first year was fine. Next year uh, uh, we we uh, sat down all of us again together. So four people who had invested in at one car decided that uh, we need to do more races. You know, we need to drive more races because sharing one car was uh, working out. You know, basically we were not getting enough races. So uh, we prepared another car. Mm. So then we were two two of each sharing those two cars. Yeah. So instead of driving uh, two races a year, we started driving all of us uh, planned driving four races a year. You know, so so we got more track experience, track time. You know, in terms of practicing and so like So we had two cars. And then both the cars started finishing in the top 10 overall. So, you know, it, it was, it was uh, we were heading in the right direction. We closed in the gap to the front runners. You know, we were about two seconds off the pace that time still. Uh, that was only our second year of racing. But uh, and we were known to be very reliable. You know? So, we were happy. We were putting in as many laps as possible. The third year is when things started changing. Uh, we had three cars in the team. And uh, me and my brother, we had actually put in more than about... Uh, 600, 700 laps on the race you know, in India, and we were like within, uh, like you know, uh, top five, uh, you know, finishing on in the top five all the time. We were used to be just yeah. fifth, six, seven, fifth, six, seven. Uh, uh, we built a car, you know, we built two more cars. Bahrain initially, my cousin, you know, he he uh, he's, he's very talented, very very quick, you know, as a driver. So he started finishing in the top three that particular year, and uh, we started seeing good results and. Uh, all this, you know, in a way, uh, started helping our our business as well. You know, so because yeah, because, because our race cars point. were doing well, people started buying part more parts from us because our parts started getting the tagline of you know uh, track tested, track proven kind of you know. So uh-huh. so basically, uh, we started uh, selling uh, more parts. So that initial few years of investment which we put in personally started helping us in, in our business also. Uh, most racing teams around India started buying parts from us. So you know, all it took is a few podiums, and you know, uh, the car, like uh, the cars were very quick that particular year. So we finished finishing the top three, top four. The year after that, I finished uh, third in the championship, and uh, last year I finished second in the championship, and this year we won the championship uh, in the Indian Junior Touring Car categories. So you know, so that's how we've progressed in terms of racing, and all this has benefited us in our business also. I think uh, five years uh, ago, we moved from our 300 square feet place to a uh, 1200 square feet area wherein mm. we carry out installations, we have a small display, we have a customer waiting area, and stuff like that. So, we moved on from that 300 square feet area to a 1200 square feet area where we have about five cars working space. So, uh, so, most of the parts we import are, are being installed by us at our place, uh, giving technical support, training to people, we are doing everything here at our own facility. Because we had a had a good setup, uh, the high-end clients, uh, you know, high-end cars started coming to us like okay. the GTRs, the Porsche, the Ferraris, wow. uh, you know, so we started getting high-end uh, clients also. So, overall, uh, you know, that, uh, the transition from uh, where we were to here right now, the, the progress has been good. Uh, now, you know, as a, as a company, we are uh, we, selling, you know, about 16 brands now in Fantastic. India. it. And uh, representing uh, ten of them as their sole importers in India mm. in the remaining six we are uh, we are dealers in India so so it's a uh, you know overall in the past now it's been nine years since we started mm. it's it's going on it's you know, there is still still a lot more work to do and uh, we, we want to increase we want, we want to expand further you know, we, we want to have our own dyno we want to have our own uh, uh, testing facility uh, more uh, workshop space right. So, uh, at the moment, yeah, that's, that's how we are going, you know, so, as of now, uh, looking back, you know, 10 years ago, where we were and where we are now, it's, uh, we've grown leaps and bounds and we are now more settled and, you know, we have a uh, good amount of sales happening. We have dealers in the north, the e- eastern region, mm-hmm. uh, even the southeast, uh, part of India, when uh, there aren't many races happening, but there are people buying parts over there also. So, down south again, you know, so. So we have dealers around India. We have about 26 dealers around India now who are buying parts from us. And uh, it's, it's just that, you know, everything is, uh, uh, I just met the right kind of people, right, right type of people, you know, I was supposed to meet at the right time. And everything is is moving on in the positive direction. It has been a struggle and it is probably going to be a struggle for the years to come as well. But uh, I, I feel, you know, if you don't struggle, you don't, you don't progress, you know, it's like Absolutely. that. So, so uh, looking at the years like to come, we definitely want to expand our facility, we want to do larger projects, we want to do, we want to increase our sales, uh, we have our own marketing team now, so, you know, so we have a guy heading uh, marketing and handling dealers and stuff like that. So we are growing as a company, you know, looking down 10 years ago, you know, the choice I made, probably right now I feel that was the right choice. Though, and, Absolutely. Yeah, and and that, I guess
1: you don't even feel the uh, emotional struggle because you're enjoying whatever you do, right? Because it, it might be a hard journey, but at least you're getting that mental satisfaction that I'm doing something that excites me you know, right. on a continuous basis. Right? right,
0: you know, going through all the pain, you know, basically uh, when we go racing also, the temperatures are about 50 degrees, 55 degrees. But it's the laps you put in uh, inside the car, you know, in that temperature, if you put in 30 laps, you know, you feel good, you feel at the end of the day, whatever sweat you want, uh, you know, whatever uh, physical stress you've gone through, uh, your your mental satisfaction, mental happiness takes care of everything, you know, so, that yeah. one. so it's, uh, uh, you feel that, you know, whatever you're doing, yeah, obviously physically, it's strenuous, it's you know, it's basically taking a toll on your body, but that, you know, the mental uh, happiness and satisfaction you get, it keeps you motivated you know it keeps yeah. you going all the time so uh, looking at all these years uh, obviously a lot of hard work has gone in a lot of sleepless nights you know a lot of uh, stress in terms of uh, delivering projects you know and working on cars but at the end of the day you know when you see a smile on somebody's face you know you see a smile on a customer's face you feel you, you know you feel you've done a good job you know so yeah, yeah. and uh, a happy customer is uh, like a, a gold medal for us you know? so That's we true true. really uh, Every happy customer uh, is like a bonus for us, you know? so we it keeps us motivated, keeps the whole team motivated. Mm-hmm. It keeps us going all the time. So it's you know after all these years, if I look back, uh, you know I'm enjoying what I do.
1: To ask you the same question that you started off with, I right? I wanted to do something that I can sustain. So, are you there now? Is this something that you see? Yeah, see, this is something
0: I would like to you know do all my
1: life. Yeah, and uh, so we found the answer. Uh, yeah, someday I, I
0: feel you know I I might retire at the age of fifty or fifty five. But then I again think you know then uh, I feel what do I what do I do after retirement? You know, I, I I looking at there are there are there are some examples down south elderly people racing still you know they are fifty plus and they are still racing. Oh, so they are again a big motivation, big encouragement for us. You know, so. Right. Uh, looking at them we feel even if I stop doing this you know I'll still be racing I mm-hmm. know, because uh, I'll prepare my own car and I'll still race you know and because this is racing is what we're living for like, racing is what we are passionate about yeah and uh, building race cars you know and uh, I got married about three years ago and you know? my, my wife also likes the fact that you know I enjoy my work you know so mm-hmm. so she's also proud of me so it's just that you know everything as I said you know I've met the right people at the right mm-hmm. time and uh, my marriage was one thing, you know, which was, again, uh, I, I met my, my life partner. Basically, she likes racing, she likes uh, the stuff I do, you know. Mm. So, so it's uh, it's all all happening, you know, as awesome. per, yeah. So. How's
1: your computer science background right now helping you with all of these things? high It's actually
0: helping me a lot, you can say. Because mm. when I was doing computers, I did uh, programming, I did uh, electronics, you know, basically uh, techniques like soldering, mm. uh, diodes and stuff like that, uh, resistance and everything. So most of these modern generation cars now are all electronically controlled through the ECU. Right. So what we've started doing now is ECU remapping. Uh, we've been doing it since the past six years now. Hmm. So we, we read the original ECU, which is uh, it has a software uh, which is made by the manufacturer. Hmm. We tweak that software so that so that the ECU can control the other other parts of the car and enhance the performance of the car. Fantastic. So it sometimes helps helps us in delivering cars which give better mileage. It helps us in sometimes delivering cars which are, uh, you know, which give you better performance and sometimes uh, cars which are only meant for racing, you know. So basically the ECU is the brain of the car Mm. and uh, my computer science knowledge is helping me actually program the ECU, control things, you know, in a better way. So my knowledge of computers has helped, you know, over a period of time. Initially it was all uh, mechanical, carbureted stuff, you know, so that time computers was not too much uh, uh, involved in in building a car. Mm. But now, obviously, uh, with uh, with the ECU controlling things, yeah, obviously it's all computers, you know. So my knowledge of computers, electronics is really helping because we need to open ECUs, we need to program stuff, we need to wire stuff, you know. So, so uh, my knowledge of wiring, uh, handling, uh, you know, circuit boards, uh, computer software, everything is obviously, you know, it's all. Uh, I feel now. Uh, my computer science degree is making sense, you know, also. So, <laughs> so, so after all these years because everything is through the computer, you know, without yeah. the laptop, you can't, without, without software and computers, you can't do anything right. in terms of diagnostics, in terms of performance, you can add a lot of parts to the camera, you know? eventually you need to tell the computer what to do yeah. to control those parts, so so it's it's eventually helping out, you no? so, so yeah. I feel uh, anybody uh, going for an automobile uh, degree or something, you know, who wants to get into automobile or mm. motorsports should uh, should learn computer and programming so, so it, was, it is it is eventually going to have you know some <laughs> very nice in
1: in case uh, uh, there are listeners tuning in who want to who want to start off right I, I think we all growing up we all have interest in uh, you know uh, we all have interest in uh, uh, driving cars modifying it but uh, in case someone wants to start or someone wants to like join you or you know start off their own uh, garage or something like that, so what uh, how accessible would you be? Can uh, can they send you an email? Yeah, they uh, could send me
0: an email. I can share my email address. Okay. It's anantn one dressing at gmail.com mm-hmm. and they can WhatsApp me on my mobile number which is 9821221791. I'll also put and it
1: in the podcast notes. So. Yeah, so
0: I'll be more than happy to you know, help them give them ideas on how to start. So, yeah. Even young students. We, actually, we have uh, something I forgot to mention. We have a, a student program also. We, we keep getting students coming in here people who are studying engineering like that to okay. gain internship and knowledge over here. Okay. So we uh, give them obviously free knowledge, you know, they are more than welcome to come over and uh, uh, see the stuff we do and you know, uh, learn from us, basically learn through our mechanics who are highly trained now, you know, installing all these performance parts. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are open to all these things also. we um, In the past uh, two years, we've had about four students who've come and joined, You know, stayed here for six months and learn stuff. And they're doing uh, bigger things now. So they're they are, they are pursuing their masters now in motorsports and stuff like that. So Got it. So, um, brilliant.
1: <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Before we wrap up, uh, could you just talk us through the cars that you have owned uh, and uh, what kind of modifications
0: you've modified? Yeah, I mean, I started with an ambassador. It, it doesn't sound very uh, mod-friendly as <laughs> such. But uh, that particular ambassador sounded like a V8. We put in a lot of effort in building the engine and the exhaust and stuff like that. This was, I think, about... Uh, 15 years ago when I started working on that car mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it was my own car, it was my passion, my hobby so I used to keep adding parts with my pocket, money, you know, slowly, slowly, So we built the car and eventually when we took it for the racing and stuff like a lot of people appreciated the car, it got covered in auto car, uh, mm-hmm. BS motoring and a few other magazines as well. So it was like a performance ambassador right, initially when I started home. So. And then uh, moved on to MPFI cars, uh, I bought an S-team for circuit racing So uh, that S-team has won more than 15 races and finished on the podium n number of times so, That's the S-team here
1: right? That's the
0: S-team standing outside and that's the car which won the championship this year. Okay So uh, and then I had I was, was always really fascinated with muscle cars so mm-hmm. uh, I bought another Contessa and then we prepped it up and we designed the body kit like a mustang Oh and, nice Yeah. So that's how, these are the, the few cars initially which I had And now since things have started, uh, you know, moving towards the turbo age, uh, everything is going turbo rallying, yeah. is, rallying has gone turbo, Formula 1 has become turbocharged now Even the DTM and all these other touring car races, most of the cars are turbocharged So um, we decided, I decided to buy a turbo car and I bought a Skoda Alora at that time mm-hmm. So the 1.8 TSI petrol And uh, we've taken it from 160 to 320 BHK now wow. So. So it's a uh, it's you know uh, being uh, in the industry you need to be you need to stay stay you know uh, uh, in terms of the market and stuff like that. So basically, uh, we bought a double charge car. and we built it uh, looking at that car. We've done about nine or ten uh, projects of the same type. You know, again, so uh, my recent uh, car which we recently bought is the Octavia, the new Octavia VRS. Okay. So we're going to start working on that very soon and take it to our stage, stage three setup again. So
1: amazing, amazing. Thanks Anand, it's been a wonderful yeah. uh, talking to you and yeah. I'm sure yeah. our uh, listeners also would uh, yeah. feel the same
0: way. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to be on your podcast. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank yeah. you, it was my pleasure.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the 26th episode of the Passion People podcast series with me Naga. We were in conversation with Anand who is a racer and a performance path enthusiast. My favorite parts of the conversation were around were the amount of emphasis that Anand put on belief and hard work. There is a lot of hesitation for people to put in the hard work that is required to achieving their dreams. There is a quote that comes to mind that dreams don't work out unless you do. Anand kept saying that he is fortunate enough to be at the right place at the right time to have the required support and to have the required passion. But there was one thing that brought them all together and he made it happen by putting his head down and working day in and day out for more than 10 years. We have heard of people whose jobs are their passion, we have heard of people who have taken their passion and made it into an entrepreneurial venture, but I think Anand's story is something that takes it all to the next level. There were certain bits and pieces that I would like to specifically emphasize on while we conclude. There is the support from the friends and family that has played a crucial role in his success. There is the hunger that Anant has had in whether it is in growing the uh, facility from a 300 square feet to a 1000 square feet facility, whether it is increasing the number of brands that they are distributing or are exclusive distributors of in India, or whether it is the number of cars that they are taking out to the racetrack. There has always been a consistent and purposeful effort in making sure that there is growth and there is progress. And there is a need for us to have a certain set of a mindset, a growth mindset for us to make make that happen and not get comfortable and stretch our legs. Because as we keep growing, as we keep moving forward, the, the only realization is that there is a lot more to do and a lot more to grow. The other, the other parts uh, of uh, the, uh, the episode that I would like to emphasize on was when Anant is speaking about the first time they went to the racetrack, they were 15 seconds off the pace, but that didn't deter them. They didn't say that, okay, this is not for us. We are not going to be here or this is not something we're going to continue. They were persistent and they knew that they had the stuff that was required to reach the top. By the end of the first year they were the only team who was debuting whose all the cars were still in the running. another indicator of success that they have built upon as the years have gone on but there is an element of patience that is clubbed along with the perseverance that has led them to winning the championship in 2017 as against being 15 seconds off the pace a few years down the line. Nothing that we do will result in an immediate gratification. It is always a long-term game, it is always something that will pay off a, if we are purposeful about it, B, if there is a consistent effort towards it. And These two will combine to act as compounding of efforts which is the most powerful force in the universe and will make us reach our destination no matter what it is. I hope you found this conversation meaningful and worthy of your time spent. Thanks again for tuning in. For these and similar conversations around coffee, Moving to India from the US, becoming an artist, a writer, traveling the world, or even starting up your own adventure firm while being a lawyer, tune in to the rest of the episodes of the Passion People Podcast. This is your host Naga. Have a wonderful day.